0: morning, all. Good morning. It almost seems empty now without the, uh, good morning, Mr. Collins. <laughs> well, here we are. Glorious Sunday morning. It is glorious Sunday morning, actually. About time. Spring seems to have uh, come early. I'm good with that. So, uh, Jesus, we thank You for Your Word to us. Uh, And for all of Your blessings, God, uh, we're most grateful. And God, I just pray that today in this place that You would lose faith to take a hold of You and to receive from You what You have for us. God, that You would do in us as only You can, that You'd plant this Word inside of us, that You would prosper it and cause it to grow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, I was gonna. I I had a word that I was putting together that was a severe beating, <laughs> and then I got something else. So,
1: yay! <laughs>
0: and there was much rejoicing. So, uh, yeah. Um, no, it's funny because like sometimes God will give you something really serious, and like, oh man. I don't want to have to tell them that. I don't want to get up there and talk about that. Everybody's gonna look at me like, at two, Greg. No, <laughs> but, um, you, know, it's, but uh, you know, it's it's a real blessing to get to, um, you know, encourage uh, God's people and and have something, you know, to 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 talk about. That's a uh, that's really a blessing. Uh, go with me to Romans eight. I want to kind of go back over a few of the things that we talked about on Wednesday from a slightly different angle. So, no one make me laugh today, because I will probably cough until I pass out. <laughs> so. Um, so, I think I want to start in um, Roman bait is like a, like a water slide. It's like, oh man, where do you start? Or where do you stop sliding backwards, as it were? Um, Okay, 18. That's That's where I was going to go. I'll just stick with 18. Uh, It says, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that should be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. I want to talk about expectation today. It's a familiar subject and something we've talked about a lot. I know I've talked about it a lot several times, and it's funny because when I I first started doing Sunday school, I kept feeling like, well, but I just talked about that not too long ago, didn't I? Like, I can't really preach it again, can I? But the funny thing is about learning, um, and I hadn't learned anything really new in a long time until the last probably six, eight months. You have to hear it over and over and over again, and every time you hear it, something new kind of happens to you. You know, I I've been learning all this stuff for my job that's like I don't know. I've I've already heard it like 50 times and then the 51st time I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> huh? Or you have some new life experience that suddenly you hear that again and you're like, "Oh, that's why that works or or whatever." And you know, it's a blessing to get to hear the the same old thing again. Because, I mean, who doesn't get excited when it's pizza night? You know? It's like, like I had pizza yesterday. That's okay. I want to have pizza again today. It's like, I'm tired of pizza. Said no one ever. (laughs) So. (laughs) But, uh, anyway. Uh, So, expectation um, is a a great thing. Because you can have different kinds of expectations. You know, you can expect bad things and expect good things. You know, this word is very closely tied with hope, and we're going to get down to hope here in a minute as well. Um, because hope uh, has this sense of expectation with it. And uh, it's funny how words change over time. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's funny because, um, you know, Christmas time, everybody starts singing "Deck the Halls," uh, and it's like I don't want to sing that song because I don't want to put on my gay apparel, you know. (laughs) And it's like, but when they wrote that song, it didn't mean you know I want to wear a woman's clothes. It meant uh, something entirely different. And so, (sighs) (laughs) told myself I wasn't going to laugh. Okay. Um. So you know, hope means something we kind of use it differently now than we used to. You know, the the King James translation is four hundred years old and uh, when they used the word hope um, they meant an expectation. It had this sense of certainty to it. It's not not a hope that's some sort of fuzzy wish you know and it, it's hard to come up with some good word to use there because i want to say hope the way we use hope now it's like cuz when we, the way we use hope nowadays is very uncertain it's very wishy-washy it's it's very much just a wish and but this hope that he's talking about this expectation it, it is that expectation an expectation of good from god and that's what faith is and uh you know i i love that uh you know, that somebody talked about that a while back, you know, that um, that hope is the expectation of good and that doubt is the expectation of bad. You know, because doubt would tell you, well, you know, God might not come through for you on that. Or God may let something bad happen to you or, you know, whatever. And And then when God in His wisdom lets you go through something difficult because He has a purpose for it, then there's that voice. It's
1: like, oh, see, God,
0: God's letting something bad happen to you. And it's like, well, that, that all depends on your perspective. Like, to me, this is good. You know, because God doesn't make good soldiers, um, you know, you know, uh, tiptoeing through the tulips. You know, he, they, they, they get their boots on, their 80-pound backpack, and they go hiking through the mud until they have blisters and they're stepping on their tongue. You know, that's those are the kind of things that God does to make a soldier. And uh you know, it's funny because uh when I was growing up, um all the input I got about character building was all um something that I just had to observe and pick up. You know, it was it was never like imparted to me as hey, let, let me tell you something here, son. I mean my dad was very much like foghorn leghorn. And <laughs> so uh you know, I mean, when he talked to you, it's kind of like, oh, okay,
1: well, all
0: right. Um, in fact, I was trying to help him with something on his phone yesterday, and his text notification uh, is Foghorn Leghorn, like going off on the, the little silent little kid that never says anything to him or whatever. It was really funny. <laughs> like, how apropos. But, um, but you know, when you have when you have kids, you know, you have that responsibility to have that input in their life to. Build character in them, and sometimes it feels kind of heartless because you love them and you'd like to just you know pamper them, but but you really can't. You're not doing them any favors because you're not building any character. And so when they get older, the world will build character for them, and uh, and it's a lot harder that way. You know, um, <clears throat> I went to school with a guy that. Uh, grew up in a Christian home, and his first year of public school was ninth grade. And, I mean, they, I mean, he just kind of got thrown in there, and I remember the first few weeks he just kind of walked around in a, this daze of culture shock. Like, what happened? Like, yeah, well, welcome to the real world, you know? And, uh, so, and I think we'd all like to, you know, keep our, our, our little children protected away from those things. I know I would. But they're going to encounter them nonetheless. And uh so, you know, character building is a really precious thing. Um, because you need it. And uh and God knows how to build character in you because he's a really great dad. And so should you need character built in you, he knows how to do it. And so so when you are going through some difficult thing, you know, this this <coughs> sorry this sufferings of the present time, then um it's not so much uh this terrible, horrible thing that's happening, but God's building character. And he's and he's teaching you to trust him. And that's a really valuable part of the character that he builds in us, is is learning to trust his character. Because when you know somebody you know, If you know that you can count on someone, then you just know. And so God proves to us that you can count on Him to, to come through for you every time. So, uh, so He says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of Him has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself shall also be delivered from the bondage of corruption to the glorious liberty of the children of God. For the, we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together till now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. So we all have those things that we're waiting on in life. Um, you know, as he says here, that uh, that all of creation is waiting to see the sons of God. And uh, you know, we know that uh, whether they are aware of it or not, the Jews are waiting to see the sons of God. And and so, you know, the world doesn't see that in the church now. We we're all well aware of that. But but God has a people that He's doing these things in, and part of that, um, part of those sufferings of the present time, uh, are just on the way to the glory that's revealed in you uh, so here's what I really wanted to get down to though it says we're saved by hope but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man sees why does he get hope for and it's interesting because um, the way the way in if you you know have, take this use of the word hope from back when they translated this you know this hope had this measure of certainty to it so you're expecting it. <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> but uh, um, but he says that we are hoping for it. And but if you don't see it, uh, or but if you do see it, then you don't need to hope for it anymore. You know. So uh, I was telling my kids about this and explaining it to them. Was like, you know. Um, I tell you, Ann Amber's coming over tonight, <laughs> yep. then um, you have hope. You have this expectation that she's coming, and uh, and so you don't see it yet, so you're hoping for it and expecting it. Now, when she rolls up in the driveway, then you don't need to hope for it anymore because you see it. You have it. And so... <clears throat> You, you no longer need to, to expect it. You've got the thing. And so, we we learn to live in hope. And we hope from one thing to the next. We have these things that we expect from God because we know His Word is true. It's like, well, I've, I've asked Him for these things. And I believe these things are in accordance with His will. And I'm certain of it. And so, I have every reason to expect these things. So, So, He says we're saved by hope. But hope that is not seen, or hope that is seen, is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he have hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. I was reading this, and. (coughs) Thank you. I thought, well, that's funny. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty impatient person. I. Ah, you know, um you know, for example, we have this sleepover thing where Amber's gonna come hang out with the kids all set up and Jeremy is wishing his life away <laughs> that it's like I wish it was right now. It's like forget Friday, forget Saturday It's like I, I am ready for this to happen now. You know? And uh so I think it's funny that he says that we wait for it with patience. I don't wait for patients or with patients very well. You know, I I get antsy. I I get up and I got to clean something or, or you know, I go make another cup of coffee. I need I got to do something to fill up this time while I'm waiting for something. I'm just I, you know the, uh, you know or you know even if it's something you're anxious about that's even worse, isn't it? waiting for something you're anxious about that you can't get out of. You know, it's like just kind of waiting for the clock. Wish you could just take the little thing and move it around to the right time and just get it over with. I, I had to make uh, 46 phone calls one right after the other on Thursday. And, you know, I was doing okay with it, you know, and, and it really wasn't all that bad, but, you know, I'm like trying to have breakfast Thursday morning, and I'm like, oh. It's like, I'm just ready to get this over with. And I actually had a lot of success and was way more, I wouldn't say comfortable, but closer to comfortable than I've ever been doing something like that. Um, you know, but even that whole time, it's like, you know, my, my hope here is getting to the end of the list. And actually, I had, it was a beautiful day out, and I had... uh an appointment to go look at a house uh, outside, and I was thinking that that's, this is my goal, this is my hope. I'm, I'm going to go get in the car. I'm going to drive to Kansas City. I'm going to go look at this house, and it's going to be glorious. And uh, but first, I have to get through this list. And uh, um, you know, I so I just kind of barreled through it as quickly as I could, but it, what, I didn't barrel through it patiently. <laughs> So I find this quite interesting, you know. God knows how to take you through those places where He builds character, you know, because when when you when you have to do something uh, and there's really no getting out of it, it's a really good experience for you, um, you know. And uh, you know, going back to the kids, you know, it's it's easy to not. Put them in those places because you love them. It's like, oh my precious, I don't want to make you do that, you know. And my parents were very much, you know, if you don't want to do it, don't. You don't have to. I'm not gonna make you, you know, do whatever you want when you grow up, you know, you know, which was kind of nice. But <laughs> then I got older and it was like, you know, guess what? If I didn't want to do something, I didn't. So, um, uh, but God's very wise. He knows how to make you do what you need to do, and uh, whether you like it or not. And uh, and it's easy when on a nice, pretty sunny morning when you're sitting in church and it's, you know there's nothing you have to really do at the moment. But uh, you know it can be quite another when it comes down to something that your flesh is screaming. I don't want to do this. I'd like to be anywhere else but here. Um, but you know God knows how to uh, help you face those things and and get through them. I had uh, another example from. Uh, my life, uh, you know, I always did all the work, right? And now, I don't. And uh, we had some stuff that didn't come out quite like we hoped. And part of it was it was just not done uh, all the way. We, we were going to be back on Tuesday, fix the stuff. But, you know, Friday afternoon at like 5 o'clock, I get this angry phone call from this guy. He's like, hey, he's like he's I could have done it like this. It's like, Um, You know, it's like if I pay this much money to have a a quote unquote professional do it, I expect it to be perfect.
1: I'm like, oh no.
0: And I was actually like way out in uh, the middle of nowhere where I didn't have any reception. So I get this voicemail, and I can listen to the voicemail, but I can't call him. And uh, I can't call Mike and find out what was going on with it or anything. And so I'm like, oh. You know, so I finally call him, talked him down off the ledge. That was the kind of stuff that used to. You know it used to make me feel like i I would rather slam my head in the car door than make that phone call, but it wasn't so bad. you know I was like I was ready to get it over with, and the anticipation while I'm driving from Ozaki back down to Perry, where my phone actually works again, was like, oh. you know you just want to get it over with you know but uh so expectation is a good thing. You know, but even in those difficult situations, you know, what is your expectation? Do you expect this to come out well? Do you expect it to be a disaster? You
1: know,
0: <coughs> you know I think the the way we approach those things makes a big difference. You know, knowing that God has all this stuff in hand and that He has a purpose for it um, makes it a lot easier to deal with. So He says, "We're saved by hope, but hope that is not hope that is seen is not hope." For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. And so, also, we come to these places where God tells us we can count on something coming. And, uh, but it's been a long time. And uh, uh, he, he builds patience in us with those things. So, uh, I want to read you something. If you've never read "Streams in the Desert," you should. Um, um, and uh, the the scripture that they that they put at the top of this was, "Have faith that whatever you ask for in prayer is already granted, and you will find that it will be." I don't know what translation that is.
1: <coughs>
0: me, sorry. It says when my little son was about ten years of age, his grandmother promised him a stamp album for Christmas. Christmas came, but no stamp album and no word from Grandmother. The matter, however, was not mentioned, and when his playmates came over to see his Christmas presents, I was astonished after he had named over this and that as gifts that he had received to hear him add and a stamp album from Grandmother. I'd heard it several times, and when I called him to me, I said, but Georgie, wh- you didn't get an album from your grandmother. Why did you say so? There was a wondering look on his face as if he thought it strange I should even ask, And he replied, well, Grandma, or well, Mama, Grandma said, so it's the same as. And I couldn't say a word to check his faith. A month went by, and nothing was heard from the album. Finally, one day, I said, to test his faith, and really wondering in my heart why the album had not been sent, well, Georgie, I think Grandma has forgotten her promise. Oh, no, Mama, he said quickly and firmly. She hasn't. I watched his dear, trusting face, which for a while looked very sober as if debating the possibilities I had suggested. And finally, a bright light passed over it, and he said, Mama, do you think it would do any good if I should write write to her thanking her for the album? (laughs) Well, I don't know, I said, but you might try it. A rich spiritual truth began to dawn upon me. And in a few minutes, a letter was prepared and committed to the mail, and he went off whistling his confidence in his grandma. In just a short time, a letter came, saying, My dear Georgie, I have not forgotten my promise to you of an album. I tried to get such a book as you desired, but I couldn't get the sort you wanted. So I sent on to New York, and it didn't get here till after Christmas, and it was still not right. So I sent for another, and as it is not come yet, I send you three dollars to get, get one for yourself in Chicago, your loving grandma." And as he read the letter, his face was the face of a victor. Now, Mama, didn't I tell you? The words came from the depth of a heart that never doubted that against hope believed in hope that the stamp album would come. While he was trusting, Grandma was working, and in due season, faith became sight. It is so human to want sight when we step out on the promises of God. But our Savior said to Thomas and to the long roll of doubters who have ever since followed him, blessed are they who have not seen and have yet believed. So he teaches us patience. You know, uh, waiting on those things. I'm one of those people that's like, well, like they said they were gonna do whatever and didn't happen yet, you know. But, but when you know the character of God and when He's proven to you that you can count on Him to come through in this stuff, then it changes the whole matter. You know, Abraham, uh, you know, is, of course is the thing he referenced there that, uh, that against hope, He believed in hope. So He, He didn't, he couldn't look at his circumstance and have any expectation that this would ever happen. But uh, but he believed God. The Bible said that it's counted to him for righteousness because he believed God. And there's lots of places in the Scriptures where um, uh, God expresses surprise, pleasant surprise, <laughs> when people believe him. You know, the centurion comes to him, you know, one uh, asking for his servant to be healed. And he he has faith, and Jesus is like, "Wow, it's like I wish my people believed me like that you know Rahab you know she she understood that um, uh, this is the people whom God tore up Egypt for, and so they she believed that they had no shot of beating him, so if you can't beat him join them so um, um you know it's a you know and it's it's funny because when you you know have you ever told somebody something and you knew they didn't believe you they they kind of okay, yeah that's great, and you know they're thinking uh no and uh but when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're right that you're telling the truth um, it's um, it's quite aggravating it's like why would you not just believe me this is me we're talking about. And you don't trust me? You don't believe me? You know, and, and so God gives us no reasons to doubt. He gives us no reasons to not expect that everything He's has said will most surely come to pass. And yet, um, until we see it, until we're holding it in our hot little hand, we're usually not so... We're, we, we talk about it in terms of hope, like the modern day usage of the word hope. Like, you think God's going to come through for you on this thing well I hope so you know like I like I told you before you know we'd be driving along in the van and Mike would be like do you think that God's gonna you know get you successful at the end of the road I'd just be I'd kind of be watching the road and like now the correct answer is yes
1: <laughs>
0: it's like do I feel like that today not so much but you know that's exactly what Ron was talking about with Sarah's question on Wednesday night like, that's what living victorious is about. It's like, well, today is really lame. I could think of a lot of more graphic ways to describe it that would not be appropriate for church, but that's just today. And, and uh, so I, I might be in the dungeon, limping around the dungeon now, but that said, I'm going to be on the throne. And so, I have every reason to expect that that's going to happen. That that is my hope, not not a wishy-washy kind of hope. That's my expectation, because God said it, so it's as good as. And so that's that's what He does. But He He knows. Bible says He knows our frame. He knows that we're dust. And so the flesh has, and the carnal mind has no capacity whatsoever to believe God. And so He knows that He. Has to prove to us that he loves us, that he'll come through for us. And so, if you've known the Lord for any amount of time, then you're gonna have. You could think of a story off the top of your head about how God came through for you on something, how God showed you, "Hey, I've, I've got this all under control. You can trust me." And uh, you know, I read something once. This person was talking about, you know, we're so quick to say, "Oh, you know." You know, of course, I, I trust trust Jesus with my eternal salvation, uh, but then we get all worked up about our light bill. It's like, okay, so so he can't take care of that. It's like, well, I'm not so much worried that he can. I'm worried that he won't. It's like, okay, but what if what if he doesn't? Like, you know, what if he has some purpose for letting you sit in the dark? At your house, <laughs> you know? it, it. I mean, nobody likes that. I mean, you're all sweating bullets now. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> it's like so. So what if you know? And and of course, the devil loves to play what if with you, and and he'll he'll run you into the ground with it. You know, and <clears throat> uh, you know, it's like when he plays what if with me, it's like and. That's my answer. And. It's like, so what? You know, because God, He just, you know, is he, is he still God if I don't have my light bill paid? You know, is He still God if, you know, what whatever. You could think of any number of things to stick in there. But He's still God. And it's easy to say when your lights are on. I get that. But you got to make up your mind while your lights are on. That that He's He can be trusted. He's still God even if this doesn't work out for me. So, so he says that if we hope for that we see not, or that, yeah, we see not, then do we with patience, wait for it. So we can trust him for those things, even if we don't see him. I mean, I, I read that story yesterday, that boy with the stamp album. You can tell it's an old book. Like, stamp album?
1: <laughs> like, the kid would
0: just as soon forget the stamp album. It's like, I wanted a new iPad, Grandma. Like Daddy, what's a record? Yeah. Like we used to have a we used to have a VHS player, and my kids enjoyed the novelty of it, you know. And there was because it's like this big bulky cassette thing that, you know, that you put it in this thing and it made all these business-like noises, and and then there's this movie that they've never seen before because it's old, and, and it kind of does this the whole time. Oh, uh, they're watching them.
1: Like, this is a great <laughs> movie, Dad.
0: Man, I can't do it. I mean, I got, you know, after after I'd had a DVD player for a couple of years, I was spoiled. I couldn't go back. But um, anyway, um, so in verse 26, he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. Not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercessions for us with groanings which can't be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what's the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I know we just read this Wednesday night, but it bears repeating. You know, because you don't have to understand all the stuff going on in your life. You don't have to even be able to articulate what it is you want to ask Him, which I take a great amount of comfort in because I, I sit down to pray and it's like mhm. Okay. And so I just get I usually just get into the word and uh and then you know, before you know it you find yourself in this conversation you know, or just, just finding something precious from the word. Um but you know uh it's funny how that happens sometimes. You get an opportunity to talk to somebody that you'd love to talk to and then you realize you don't have anything to say. Like, uh, like we pay all this money to talk to uh, to Brandon Lewis, and uh, like there's the he has these open forum question and answer things, and Mike's like, I have a question.
1: Like, I don't have a question. You ask him a question.
0: He's <laughs> like, Hi, we're doing good out here. I just want to let you know. But, um, so. No, the grand thing is, is you don't have to have some great speech prepared to, to come and spend time with God. Um, you know, because then it would feel like you were a salesman, wouldn't it? You, have a, you had a script that you, you showed up and you're going to lay out on him now. Um, it's interesting because I was making all the phone calls. I had a script and I still couldn't hardly stick to the script. Because it's like I wrote it and I made it sound all natural. And then I got into it and I was like, that still doesn't sound like me. i got to be me. But uh, but you know um, he's just glad you're there. You know it's like um, Cynthia and I have driven a lot of miles down the road not talking, just just driving down the road, nothing in particular to say. You know when the kids go places with me, sometimes they get pretty chatty, but usually in the car they just sit and I just sit and. Just drive down the road. But I'm just glad they're with me. You know, and so, you know, God's glad that you're there. And, uh, you know, and you can't hardly just, you can't go to His Word but find something that that He would say to you that would touch your heart. And so, He says that uh, um, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them... Who are the called? Like I said, the, the called, according to His purpose. You know, sometimes we say that through gritted teeth. Sometimes we say it joyfully. Um, but you know, I think that's a really, uh, you know, and it's and it, it's it's a great verse, kind of all by itself. It's a great standalone. You know, write it, you know, tattoo it to the inside of your eyelids, but. um, but when you take it in the context of this passage, no, don't get a tattoo, that's a bad idea. But, um, just kidding, they're, they're fine. But if you, um, if you take this verse in the context of the whole thing, this, uh, this sense of delayed expectation, delayed hope, you know, Proverbs says that, uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah, yeah. And when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Yeah. So, you know, uh, sometimes I think we feel like the things that God has promised us or the things that we've asked Him for. I think we feel like He's uh, He's probably busy trying to finish his coffee, and, and He'll grudgingly get it for us in a little while, perhaps. You know, when that's not the case, because it I can tell you, it doesn't make Him happy to see the anxiety that you feel waiting for Him to come through on something that. You know, because he and he knows the right timing. You know, and uh, and so it's a blessing how he does those things. But he, uh, um, you know, that that uh, I've always uh, remembered that verse in Proverbs. You know, Cynthia and I were just children when we met, and uh, uh, she was still in high school. And, you know, it felt like forever until she got out of high school. Have Daniel's patience to wait for years and years. Um, I don't have the ice water running through my veins that he does, but um, um, um but you know, uh, it just felt like forever. Felt like it would be forever. Felt like it would never happen. And um, but. But my expectation was it was going to happen someday. It's like, I I didn't have any doubts that it was going to happen. We were going to get married someday. But when was this big fuzzy question mark? And, um, um, you know, she was still a minor. And, uh, you know, I had a decent job. Not awesome, but decent. And uh, uh, her parents liked me for some reason. And... And they were, uh, I think, you know, ready to, you know, get another one out of the house. So, it's like, ah, eh, he's your problem now, or she's your problem now, as it were. But no. Um, uh, and so, you know, that was the thing that her dad told me. He's like, you know, you guys, you know, if you, you know, I'm ready when you are. If you guys want to get married? Go ahead. And he's like, I'll, I'll sign whatever. I don't care. It's like, you know, the Bible says that, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire comes, it's the tree of life. And, and she seems rather heartsick to me. So. Um, you know, which, you know, so it worked. Worked out good for us. <laughs> and uh, I remember um, <coughs> uh, we weren't really having church here regularly at the time. And uh, we were having a party of some sort here. And Ron was getting ready to leave for Africa for about six months. And uh um, I remember we went to talk to him and was like, "So we were thinking we'd like to get married this year?" Um, do you think do you think we think get married before you leave, or do you think we should probably wait till you get back?", and, you, know, you know it's like, you know, it's all on how you present, right? Yeah. Should we get married before you go
1: when we get back?
0: You know, and uh, I don't know, uh, either Either uh, he had some kind of wisdom from God or he was just rolling the dice because we were both teenagers, but he's like, no, man, he's like, get married before you leave, that's, or before I leave, that's fine. So we picked the very last Saturday before he was leaving because it was six weeks away and threw it all together. I guess that's just on my mind because our anniversary is tomorrow, so, um woo, Yep. Yep. So yep, we uh, we finished raising each other. It was mutual. So, you know, you know, Mark Rutland says that um, you know, your husband could be 56 years old, but he's still 8. And and if you think otherwise, you'll ruin your marriage. So, so I don't know how many times I've said or done something and Cynthia was like, he's eight.
1: <laughs> so, you
0: know, but, but, you know, God's good, you know, because, you know, relationships take faith. And, and that's the thing with God is, you know, he wants you to take a chance on him, you know, and... uh you know, we like to have the sight, like the thing was saying. It's like, we like to be able to see what we're getting ready to step out on. And he wants you to just take a chance. And, uh, and, and see if he won't come through for you. And, uh, and it's a precious thing because we don't live recklessly in the sense of, uh, you know, I'm not going to pay any attention to anything that I'm doing and I'm just going to, you know, like, I'm just going to, Put a brick on the accelerator and sit in the passenger seat and expect God to protect me. It's like no, you know, that's not what we're talking about. But, <laughs> but God, sorry, i was giving some very emphatic reactions there. But uh, you know, God, He wants you to to just trust Him. It's like so, you know, so what if this thing doesn't work out like I hoped it would? It'd be okay. He's still God. I've still got Him. He's still watching out for me. I can trust Him. And, and so that's you know, that's the thing that he's after, but that that sense of hope, you know, there's uh, there's an old Jewish um, thing I, don't, I read somewhere, like they were quoting from something, that they say that when you when you get to the pearly gates, that uh, the angel would ask you, did you did you live with hope? And I thought, well, that's interesting, you no, know, because we should live with hope, you know, the the expectation. That, that God's going to come through for us in, in the very end because, you know, when you get right down to it, trusting Him for your light bill is an awful lot smaller than trusting Him with your eternal soul. And so uh, our our vision is, is so backwards sometimes in the urgency of what we see in front of us versus the long view. And, and so, you know, I, I can tell you that a couple hundred years from now, uh, you're gonna be thinking, man, that went by awfully fast. All that time that I was there uh, on the earth, it's like, man, that went by quick. It's like, and uh, um, some of it was really, really lame, but you know, I mean, it was totally worth it. You know, and so, um, you know, that that's the thing that that we should be expecting that that God that God's gonna get me there, uh, and all I gotta do is is, is just trust Him, choose Him. Cooperate with him, and, and he knows how to get me where, he's going, where he wants me to be. So Jesus, we thank you for your word to us and your goodness, your uh, loving kindness, God, that's better than life. And uh, today I just pray that that faith would stir up in every one of us, God, to, to take a chance on you. God, in, in whatever thing might be going on in our life that we're waiting on you for, whatever thing that we're uh, looking to you because there's no. No other options, Lord God. We, we want to take a chance on you on those things and and trust you that you're going to come through for us because you always do. God, uh, we could we could uh, take turns taking testimonies about all the things that that you have done. God, we'd be here all day, God, because not one of us has a has a testimony of how you failed us. Not one of us has a testimony of how you let us down. God. Uh, We don't always get the things that we want, but the things that that we get from You are always good. God, we just praise You. We glorify You today and we just pray that Your presence would do in this place what only You could do. God, every need in this place You know. God, every need in this place is foremost in Your mind this morning. And God, I pray that You would uh, uh, just pour out that faith in us, that You would stir up that gift of faith that You've given to all of us. To take hold of your answers for us, to take hold of your uh, your nourishment and strength that you would give us today. God, we just pray it and ask it in the name of
1: Jesus. Amen. Amen.